0: By 216, I think I had five knee ups on the one knee. My dad said, retire, you need to retire. You're not the player you were. I was like, fuck off, dad. I want mm. this testimonial. I want to be the first Aussie to get a testimonial for an English club. Mm. That was my goal. So I had tunnel vision and I didn't get it. <laughs> fuck. But Joseph. everything happens for a reason, mate. Like I had no respect for my body. When I was honestly playing, when I stepped over that white line and put that jersey on, I didn't care about anything. Mm. Mate, my body, I didn't give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's like yourself. You're much like that. We'd we'd sort of put this
1: mindset on, or we'd adopt this mindset. I mean, you say win at all costs, but I think we took the piss a bit. I think we went
0: even further than that. If the spectators seen what was under the jerseys, and we just walked out in our jocks. Yeah, yeah. I right. realised. Strap strapping. Strapping. The, the jabs. The yeah. jabs. Even midweek, getting fluid taken out of my knee for the last bloody year, you know, it's like. Been there, what, Last two years, mentally, was tough. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's when I knew I wasn't that player, you know. Yeah. But oh, you had to tell me. I was too stubborn, yeah. man.
1: Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. We're recording at the incredible Wheatwood Hall Hotel Podcast Studio. This is a podcast that goes way beyond stigma. We talk about men's mental health and mindset. We encourage the type of conversation that will open you up to another way to live life, another way to see yourself and the world around you. If you are ready for that you're in the right place. I'm Stevie Ward and I'm an ex-professional rugby league player and captain and now I guess I'm a bit of a podcaster, a speaker, actor, writer, entrepreneur. I'm still working all that out, but our mentality, we help men take control of their mindset by teaching them to find purpose, resilience, and what I believe is the new success inner peace. Oh, that sounds good. If you are that guy who is waking up to the fact that they need to do something different in life and the same old habits aren't working for you, might be time to step up. If you want to start your journey with us, you can go to mentality.co.uk forward slash coaching to join the best team you have ever seen. Yes, we're going. We're going live. Let's we're go live with the main on. man, Brett Delaney, Froggy, Vila Loca. Hmm.
0: How are you doing, brother? Mate, I'm doing well. Obviously, uh, you know, personally, the, the last seven months has been quite tough for me and my partner. We're involved in a, a serious car accident. So, mate, I'm still recovering, but, you know, I'm here, I'm alive. Yeah. You know, it's a slow process with me, but lot, lot is a lot better so I can't go too far into it obviously yeah. for legal reasons it's still ongoing but yeah I'm solving treatment uh for some injuries and and obviously um you know I've got delayed concussion like yourself
1: because we we've shared a lot of games together mate we've shared a lot of collisions yeah we've had a lot of concussions yeah but this were big this were a big whack wasn't yeah. it
0: this were a big whack yeah mate obviously um it's totally different I, I I went and seen uh, a doctor of ours, John, mm, John Good, John Power, Uh legend. You know, yeah. legend. So went and seen him just to check over, check how my head was, you know, I was struggling for months and COVID and stuff. So it was a bit hard to Yeah. Get get doc get to see doctors and, and, and stuff like. That. So I and he knew he basically knew my knew my brain from when I played and when he was a doctor and You know, I'd done a a motorcycle um, head test. I didn't Mm. do the, you know, the protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was like, uh, so it was out, if you got above 70, it's a fail. Mm. I got 76. (laughs) So basically told me, it's like, I've come off a motorbike Mm. and whacked my head. Yeah. So that's the impact I had.
1: It's it's mad, mate, because obviously I've, I'm still struggling now and I'm flipping, it's over 12 months, 13, 14, maybe even 15 months soon. Yeah. We're used to, you know, we're, we're rugby league players. They always say, like, a tackle's like a collision, 40 mile an hour, like, yeah. you know, and you've had a flipping proper collision there. And it's, and it's, we, we were talking, me and the Frog talk about, we share symptom stories. We're talking about how we can get dizzy, how we can walk a bit off balance, yeah. headaches, migraines, nausea. So you've
0: been you've been dealing with that for a bit, aren't you? Yeah. So it's it's been fourth of November it was, and it was mm. just down here on the ring road. So yeah. But yeah, mate, the first the first three months were hard because of what Lottie was in. She had it um, a halo cage on her head. Yeah. So that was hard emotionally. You know, waking up every day. You know, seeing her struggle and, and you know, I I couldn't do anything because I was all over the place, didn't know what day it was, or I was spewing up, or I was in bed dizzy. I was just really confused. It's like it's it's hard to explain. It's a total different concussion to a rugby league concussion. It's basically wiped out. Right now, it's wiped out the last five years of me life. Mm. I feel like that. You know. Memory, yeah, wiped it out like wiped my grand finals out, my challenge cups, them special moments that you know you cherish forever that were you know within yeah, our yeah. group, you know, mm. our bubble I would say. Mm. You know, I can't remember that, and and they're, and they're the things that that hurt the most because they're all the best times of my life, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, You know, I shared it with you, and you know, a lot of times, you know, we won mm. a lot of trophies together, and yeah. you know, it's the best time of your life, and, and at the minute, I can't remember it. Yeah, it's been hard like that. So I'm still struggling with my memory, and I'm stuttering, mm. and, and and stuff like. That. And uh, but I'm I'm getting more comfortable now being around people because mm. I was sort of the first four months I didn't really leave the house, mm. so I was just cooped up in the house. And if we didn't have l- my in laws, God, I don't know what would happen because mm. they they've done a tremendous job both for Lottie myself because i couldn't look after Lottie, lot yeah because i didn't know what day it was mm. where i was going what i was saying and she, obviously she had a halo brace on her head so yeah man uh, you, you've uh, had you've had a challenge you? you had
1: yeah. obviously everyone's had covid and then i think there's the stuff that comes out of of covid but you've obviously dealt with stuff alongside it aren't you do you know what i mean and, yeah and, and, and i got uh, covid as well and you got covid as well oh, you were bad yeah. with that weren't
0: you yeah yeah that was <laughs> that was a bad one. I was I was starting to get good. It was only uh, it was a couple of months ago, so it was still when I was living up in Cookridge. So obviously I've moved houses now. S- sorry, but um, see this what I mean, I, mm. this, I'm forgetting what are mm. we talking about? Yeah, yeah. This is this is this it's is what, hard, mate. I'm flipping right there. Will this you? is my edge. I'm right there. This yeah.
1: is the symptoms. Yeah.
0: So what was on? What were yeah. we on about? i think i forgot now just on about covid 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 yeah covid yeah. right see that's what i mean yeah right covid yeah so um I, I had a covid test i was having this like cough that was like i don't know a lot was like it was like a 100 day smoker's cough yeah yeah for a few days yeah. and i could sort of feel fluid like on my chest mm. i didn't tell her that but anyway um I was i couldn't move i was mm. in bed for three days i couldn't answer my phone <sighs> i was wiped out and, I, and, I, and, I, and she got a test and i got positive so and i in a shower got I got up after about three days in bed got a had a shower and then uh i walked down the stairs like holding on the banister like and then there was two ambulance ladies there and then I was like, What's good so then we went in the lounge room and like we had take you like to hospital. I'm like, What? Mm. Like and obviously my head's going like, What's going on here? Like, but obviously Lottie, you know, wanted me to get checked out and then they 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 they, they had to stay there for I think they us for a couple of hours and they, they advised me to go there but I was stubborn. Mm. Obviously you know me. Mm. Um I just didn't want to go because I didn't want to be. My head was still. I didn't know where I was coming or going. My yeah, thoughts, yeah, yeah. and I didn't want to be alone. You know, with in a hospital. You know, because mm. you you can't have visitors or anything. So, I just had to sign something. I can't remember what it was, but that was it. Yeah, mate. So that was the <laughs> COVID experience. So, I've had a rough seven months. I'd yeah, say. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's been tricky, mate. Flipping it. I've I've noticed like the last, last couple of months and that you've been it seems like you've been dealing with it a lot better and that and it's probably you're managing it a lot more. Yeah. Um which is something that I think you probably well I got used to it with my concussion, like I think we're rugby league players and and I and I always think this. It's like we we delude ourselves that we're
0: not hurt or yeah. we're not like broken you, or yeah, you just think you you just think I'll be right, I'll get over this. Yeah. Like so like with my concussion i still can't see i can't get the words out either i can't transfer here Mm, to here mm, so mm. what i'm trying to basically say is see here we go again i'm lost all right you're all right what we're on about it's it's so it's a rugby rugby player it's a rugby player so i can't i can't i keep asking the specialist why, why can't i why can't i get better Mm. what why what's What's happening? Like like in rugby, you know, I I had five concussions and I bounced back and played it next Mm. week or two weeks Mm. later or whatever the protocol was, right? Yeah. Yeah. This one, it's banged me up for for seven months. Yeah. You know, like last weekend, I was spewing up, I was dizzy, you know, I was spewing up, lost my appetite. So I spent two days in bed, you Mm. know, Mm. Friday. No, Saturday, Sunday it was. Just wiped out, you know. And, that's, and I spoke to the doctors and specialists and that. It's to do with COVID as well. But it's just frustrating, you know. Like, so some days I wake up like today and I, and I think I'll go out there and I could do a weight session. But I know I can't because I've tried. Yeah. i have not tried. That's but, exactly what it's
1: like for me. Yeah. You always you, you, you get to the point where you go. Do you know what? I'm all right now. Mm. I'll be all right. We're used to as a player, even when we're not right. Going, yeah, we, we're we're going to be right. You know, like you sort of you defy what you actually are. Do you know exactly. what I mean? You, yeah. You have you have the feeling that that you're going to go through with it, and something that I was chatting to you about the other day. You'd rather deal with the physical pain from it. Compared to the mental anguish of of not putting it all in, Do you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you feel yeah. a bit guilty. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I think that's what I mean, and that's what hurt me with Lottie. I'll go back, sorry, I'll go back, but because I couldn't help her, I was hopeless, you know. Yeah. So I felt so guilty. By the way, the incident, the other guy's in trouble. It's not, mm. it's not our fault. Mm. I'll just get that. Yeah, yeah, so he's been charged, but I can't go into it. But Mm. obviously, yeah, but I just couldn't help Lottie do anything Mm because I'd try and help her like get dressed and I'd start wobbling and fall over, and and, you know, and I just kept thinking, why can't this just go away? Why can't this just like the one week after week? And I'm just like, and then I'd start walking, and I'd like it'd be like I was pissed, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was walking all over the place, and then. I'd get home. I'd spew up. Well, I lost fifteen kilos. <sighs> like I didn't eat. I didn't eat for for about fourteen days mm. after the accident because it banged up me, me neck and my shoulder and you know my hip and my back, pretty bad. So I lost fifteen kilos. Mm. I probably needed to. Mm. <laughs> so I uh, I, had a, I had a bit of a uh, belly then. Yeah. So I, it was probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Really. But yeah, mate. But like I said, it was just like I just felt helpless, and and that was hard to watch Lottie, and she's so small, she's only five foot mm. one, bless her. Mm. and she had this big thing, and it went all the way down, you know, to her yeah. waist. So that weight, the weight of carrying that for three months, Well, you've got your own stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. me trying to, trying to act, like you said. Like a rugby league player, I'll be right. I'll get on with mm-hmm. it. Like, but in the back of my head, I know I can't.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it just don't let you. It don't let you. You no. can have that 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 feeling that you're gonna get on with it. But then, like, it's when I when I train, whenever I do something, whenever I try and like, I went on a quick walk the other day, man. Yeah. I've been walking better, and like, this is the progress I'm hanging on to. Like, I do like the same walk so ever since last year. Go down through Meanwood Park, do a bit round park, come back home. And every time, like I used to get back, and I'd be all over the shop, dizzy, yeah. disorientated my balance is off, and when I'm looking around, it's like woozy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the other day, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I did it, and it wasn't. It was like only low level. Do you know what yeah, I mean? No, I didn't. Bad, yeah. I, yeah, and I'm like thinking, "Fuck me, I'm, I'm getting better there." Yeah, i'm right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, well, then you think. And then so the then your mind goes. so next day I go, "All right, all right. Well, I'm not running." I'm gonna walk fast as fuck, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I did like triple the amount of what I've, and it's like walking, it's like, this is where I'm at, this is the level I'm at. But man, I got back and had a migraine, like six out of 10 migraine for the rest of the day. And it was like a little bit warmer, and I'm just like, why the fuck is this happening? It's like, it's a party that just can do it, and it's easy but then something you can't control
0: exactly it's like what happens afterwards yeah yeah you feel alright at the time you think this Mm. is good this because you get I don't know you get your something. I don't know something happens hasn't it right it's like me I've tried walking and I hate walking I'd rather run me than walk yeah because you know I've got ADHD don't I Mm. so I'd rather just run and walk because I'd rather get there quicker, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. You need to fill your mind up with something. Yeah, exactly. Mm.
0: It's always ticking my mind. Mm. It's always ticking, ticking, ticking.
1: What's it like, that Was it sort of ADHD then? Because obviously I've been aware of it and yeah. a lot of lads have been aware of it. So yeah, what...
0: so I've had it all my life, born with it. So I'd taken medication probably when I was about, oh, God, year seven. Mm. You know, I started taking... Some medication, U7. I, I did see a couple of doctors. It takes a while to get diagnosed. When I was a kid, it wasn't really like it is now, you know? Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot more like bipolar and ADHDs come out a lot more now, I yeah. think. But when I was a kid, like, there's no other kid in the school that had it, I don't think, anyway. There mm-hmm. probably was, but it wasn't a big thing, you know? So it took like. Eight months to properly diagnose me because they got to ask your parents questions, your siblings, like my sister, me, and then they go back and, you know, they go all, they go through it all and then they diagnose you. That's how it goes. So it's not like you go up to a doctor and say, you've got this, you've got, you've got bipolar, mate. It took about eight months to properly diagnose me. And then it, it takes a while to get on the right medication. So. Like the medication I'm on now is different to when I was playing. So mm. when I was playing, I, I was on four tablets a day, you know, and I mm. had to take them at specific times. It's like a wave, you know. I need to be, yeah. I need to be like that. Ah, otherwise, I'm there. Mm. And I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm, you know, I <laughs> <like, had> some good days. <laughs> oh mate. Like people know when I didn't take my meds, You're like madness. You haven't taken your meds, and like. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know, I'm doing it, but it just mellows you out a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's obviously, I've got an imbalance in my head. Yeah. And it just, it just steadies the ship. That's how they explain it to me yeah. as a kid, you know. Steady a ship. And because yeah. and, and, and I was really disruptive at school, that's why this it, how I come along, you know. Mm. And then as soon as I got on the right meds, you know, I was, I was better at listening. I could sit there. Before, I couldn't sit at a table. You just like you actively want to do yeah, something. Yeah, like I, I'd be like touching this. I'd be tapping my leg. Just, just I couldn't sit still. I couldn't. I never, I never watched cartoons as a kid. Mm. I wouldn't know cartoon me. Mm. I was always outside, <laughs> booting a like rugby ball or just anything outside. Yeah. Like i me be pushed by. I didn't watch TV. Mm. Until I like really come to England, like even on the Goldie, when I'm the you've Broncos, got to watch TV in England, I, though, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I watch a lot of TV here. <laughs> but, so, there's some good shows over here, but mate, I didn't watch cartoons as kids because mm. I think that's because I was just out and about, just yeah, yeah. play with mates, and that's probably that where the AD, ADHD comes in mm. and that. But mate, it, it was hard at the start, like, you know, teachers come in and I'd walk out and take him. you know what I mean? It was a yeah. bit weird, but I got used to it. And and uh, obviously when I come here, you know, it's... Was... Were you used to it, managing it then? Yeah, yeah, mate. Like, it's like anything. You get used to something, do yeah. mm. It just comes normal to me. Mm. So now it's like, I know i got to wake up in the morning and I'm gonna take a Concert XL, 36 milligram, boom. Mm. And that's it. When I was playing, I was on... I was on Ritalin, uh, I was on something else, like a, a faster release. So now um, I'm like on a slow release. So I'd have to take a tablet every few hours. Just it, It's a slow release tablet, if that makes sense. What, did you ever not... I'm just thinking about like for rugby and
1: that. Would it be useful to not have meds for rugby? Well, Do you I, know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, I didn't take them game day. Yeah. Because obviously they got banned substances. You know, uh, um, right. So... The difference is if I take them, like I take them right, it mellows me out. If you took them, you haven't got ADHD. You'd be off your head, yeah. like flying like, yeah, ta- yeah. like a Tasmanian devil, doing doing all the tackles that we did, yeah. just running Time around to. like a maniac. That, yeah. And that's what you do because yeah. that, the chemicals are in it. That's what they do. But mm. for me, because I've got imbalance, it chills me. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Sours me. <laughs>
1: yeah steady's that ship yeah Yeah. because that
0: ship that ship fallen over and sank a few times (laughs) you want a steady ship game day
1: though yeah mate Um, uh, we'll talk a bit about Leeds and stuff later on playing together but what was a young Brett Delaney so we I only know you from flipping coming over 2011 to Leeds no 2010 2010 come over in
0: the end of 2019 in November yeah
1: Okay, yeah, 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 nearly 2011. I can remember you playing Grand Final 2011. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. was watching it, and Zach had done, Zach had gone and played in that grand, grand Final, killed it in playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played in Grand Final and won it, and I was like, watching it, I remember thinking, fuck, I want to do that next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously I will look enough to do it yeah. um, and play with all you boys and share that experience. But what was, what was a, a young Brett Delaney
0: then, growing up? A Brett Delaney growing up was reckless. Mm. I didn't think about consequences or tomorrow. I just lived in the moment. i I got a bunch of mates. They're my best mates. I come from a, a council state called Ayla Park. You know, I've got it in totally on me. Yeah. I'm proud of the area. I love it. But it's a shithole, <laughs> in other words. But yeah. the land value has gone up. So because there's uh What are you looking at? Just making sure it's working, mate. I was probably not even on I mean. <laughs> <laughs> No, No, now, like, yeah, <laughs> mate, just reckless. And mate, I didn't think about what tomorrow would bring, and I'd be out in the street and just knocking about with mates. And just how, how young are we going back? What are we going like? What, how how young do you want me to Well, be, you started coming into it, uh, like, an RL. what the system or something,
1: yeah? Like, what, you, like you
0: joined Parramatta.
1: How old were you in
0: Parramatta? I joined, um, Paris, So, uh, how Matthews was. Under, 16s, 18s, 20s. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, but I made it up a year, so I was 14. Mm. So I made it up a year, but I didn't really play that much that year. I played Heath Lestrange. Um, yeah. Made it as well. Yeah. So all the two young lads that made it, I and Matthews up a year, yeah. but didn't really play. Like I was, I was like that, you know, yeah. skinny rake. You're like me when I into Yeah, yeah, like you when you yeah. come shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed to play him. Mate, I'll never forget that time we went to Wembley, and uh, you done your A levels was it? <laughs> yeah, you on the basket, the picture. <laughs> <laughs> you, and your, you and your twin, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because obviously I didn't know like how intelligent you were, you know what I mean? You and your sister, you know, your sister's a doctor, you know? Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh. she's a bit more intelligent than me, man. Yeah, yeah, but you're, sure. mate, you're intelligent, you know you are. But th- them days at Para, a yeah, couple of uh, incidents where I'll send home from training. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just was a kid from a council estate, that, a little bit of a talent. How do I word this? I didn't really give a shit. Mm. I didn't take it serious. I'm not saying I didn't try. I, I, I'd, i run, run me, run my ass off, you know, in mm. fitness, and I'd do anything, But I took it for granted. I, I loved playing for Layla Park more than Parramatta at that stage. Mm. So at 17, I had to make the transition. You can't play no more club footy. And I a day. I wanted to still play for Arnold <laughs> Park, you know. And, I used to, and we had some right boys, you know. Mm. But, you know, I got sent home a few times. I remember, um, I remember Brian Smith. <laughs> we were doing a drill and uh, my shoelace was undone. And I was, it was pouring down rain. I'll never forget. It was my first year, I was 17 in the full-time squad, so you don't you don't say boo to who, you know, mm-hmm. back in them days, you know. It was running from drill to drill and I stopped to do my shoelace up. He went, Delaney, what the f- you doing? I'm like, I'm tying up my fucking shoelace, why? He went, fuck off home. I went, what? He went, you heard me. I'm like, I know, you swear. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, he went, yeah, fuck off home. I went, fuck you then, right? Huh? So I got in my car, Raymond got in my car, I went, fuck. Then, uh, then I walked past Craig Catterick. He's a great bloke. He's at Penrith. Great conditioner. I'll tell you what, he's uh, one of the best best strappers, conditioners mm. you know, I've had in my career. Like Cat, Craig Catterick, mate, awesome, top bloke. But mate, strapping, mate, unbelievable strapper. what you go What's that, to-
1: strapper conditioner, trainer? No, strapping oh, actually like, strap strapping you oh, yeah, right. your ankles and <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: know, your knee or shoulder like you've needed that a bit, haven't you? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like better yourself. than better than Andy Barker. I can't, I can't. <laughs> He's my boy. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, but we had a jets program, so I got I got kicked out of school at 15. So they wouldn't let me back. So um my dad made me work. So I had to go around labouring, 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 doing digging holes. Worked with my dad's mate called Zoran, he had like a big tilt-up big shopping centers with big concrete pillars and then you mm-hmm. hold these poles you drop them drill them and then bang a big sledgehammer. doing that 12 hours a day man I just thought what am I doing mm-hmm. I'm 15 16 year old you know <laughs> and then Parra had a Brian Smith come up with a program called JETS Junior Education traineeship it was before you went full-time you had to work and train around it so you I got, got it got you into the real world of working yeah, and more training. Like to not, get you better. Yeah, so we used to do two mornings a week with uh, Rocket Ready. It was great, love Rocket. He was, 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 was a right character. I can't remember the other coaches that used to coach us, but I always remember Rocket because he's funny. And um, and Knowles used to run the weights, so we used to start at seven every Tuesday, Thursday, do an hour on the weights, an hour on the field and go to work mm. at 10. But then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you had like train in the Arvo. So you would work all day and then train at night.
1: So you had a bit of a, you had a taste of I
0: the taste, food thing, didn't you? Yeah, and as and so I said, Timmy Smith, he was in my Jets program. Weller rocky he come a bit later, Weller. But he was, he was a greenskeeper. Like I went on the, so Timmy Smith picked up PE teacher I don't know where he was getting that from <laughs> it wasn't like you can't get a qualification with that so I'm thinking and like you had a list you know what I mean my dad said you need a trade or something you know what I mean I'm like well I don't know and there was, he said well just do the groundsman Because you yeah, a certificate you know what I mean mm. I got passed on what the what the other lads used to do the older lads mm. that had been through so when I come but they wanted the clean shit when I come so I got taught in the first year like like, we used to, like, go upstairs to the corporate boxes and eat all the sandwiches and stuff and <laughs> stuff like that. And, like, get on the gator. And when it was um winter, when it was dewy, we used to hang on the side of it and ski, you know? <laughs> stuff like that. And then they just sat... <laughs> after, well, I think Weller come, and not long after that, they, they moved me up to Poh Marsh at this school. And I had to... This is why I always tell the boys down, Ryan and the boys down at there. Yeah, Eddie, If you ever need a hand, give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I've done it for about eighteen months. Then they exactly, sacked me because I, I, I was supposed to mark out a pitch. I didn't even do it with a string line. I just had the roller there. I just done it like and it was like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? So they ring me up. And they go, "What are you doing?" And that's where we used to train, you know, flagging and that. And they looked at these lines and gone, like they knew I'd done them. So they've gone, "If we can get home again, you know." You, yeah then I got sacked from the job. So then I went <laughs> from there to real estate. So this is why you're training for Paris still? This is still in yeah. a Jets program. Yeah, yeah So you yeah. do it for two years. All right. So I only done green Greenkeeper for a year and a half. And then I had a few months doing a passing out hand-foot. Yeah, yeah. As real estate. <laughs> I'd never had a like slacks or yeah. a long sleeve shirt. it kid from Malapak me. Running around bare feet, you know what I mean. shorts and a shirt. So um, what? So so you've
1: gone through this program, then you've done a bit of work. You've done a bit of like grafting. You've been sacked from the grafting. You've been in a state agent, and then you've sort of graduated to play for Para. Yeah. What what happened from Para, and then what? What made you move
0: on from there? So how I debuted? Daniel Wagon was out. Always well, looked up to Wags because he was a worker. You know, and now I look back at my career, that's my strength, was mm. just a grafter. Yeah. Work hard, you know. You know, he used to mentor me a little bit and stuff, so I always looked after him and he was injured. It was round twenty-six and we we're playing the dragons and it was one we oh, all first or second. I mark i had to mark Matt Cooper. Mm. I'll never forget I forgot my boots. Like, <laughs> who forgets their boots on they, they, their NARL debut? Me. <laughs> Right, yeah. so lucky we were at the hotel the night before I and mean, my dad could drop him off because we had training. So I'd training, run around bare feet, you know what I mean? Captains yeah. run with no shoes, barefooted. <laughs> Brian Smith probably thinking, oh no, Jason Taylor took over, sorry then. Yeah. Brian Smith got sacked, sorry, so. JT probably thinking, what, what is he doing? What, you know? so he didn't have any boots on? Nah, because, yeah, I left him alone. You know, I just. <laughs> Blase, but you ended up playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played, but but then, like, who yeah. lent you boots? No, nah, my dad bring me boots. Oh, all right, because it was only like we stayed like at the Novartal at Para. All right, so not uh, far, it was in Para, the home yeah, game, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, Lola right. Park's about 20 yeah. minutes away, you know, 25 minutes. It was just I forgot on for like captain's run, right? Really? Really? Yeah, okay. but. Who doesn't pack boots, you know what I mean? They're, they're in your locker in the stadium, yeah, Looking me. Well. But yeah, I had to mark Matt Cooper and, um, and I never, I'll just I'll just shit myself. Because obviously he is a New South Wales centre. Mm. Here I am, this skinny runt from Layla Park, just thinking, wow, like the pace. So I had a few reserve grade games back then. And I was in, so I always played in the back row and then Brian moved me into the centres for a few games and then i didn't know why but there's obviously a reason and then um because we we're down on centers mm. like Tamata, who was there there's good centers there and he went down and i got a call up. i remember i remember they still be in a circle and they said like right tell us one thing about this young young kid here by then i changed my attitude i was more professional mm. One of the lads just said, you know, yeah, it works hard every day, never complains. And that was it. And that, I think it was Paul Stringer that said that. He just said, Yeah, just doesn't complain, just gets on with it. And it's and I and I can't wait to see him. And I can't wait to play. Mm. Play with him tomorrow. You know, I was an eighteen year old kid and I was buzzing, you know, and I playing the dragons. We lost unfortunately, but I scored a try. <laughs> on my debut, so that was all right. So I only played two games that year. and Then following year 2006, I played like 20 games because we're down on centres. But mm. I, I, see, I played all my footy as a junior as a back rower. This is where everything thinks I'm a centre. Yeah, center. yeah. I was never a centre. But opportunities comes up. You're not going to say, I don't want to play first grade. You do anything. I'm not playing play back row. Yeah. I play on the wing. I would have played on halfback if they said, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just to play first grade as an 18-year-old kid, you'd do anything, wouldn't you? Mm. So then uh, the next year I played, I come off the bench and I used to play back row and then Gold Coast come into the competition, we're at rookie camp and Scott Sattler said to me, so that have rookie camps over there. They just teach you about a lot of stuff like gambling and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Off the pitch, a lot of stuff mm. off the pitch, which is really good, you know what I mean? I think... Do a bit more over about that with our yeah. lads, but that's not for me to do. Maybe, <laughs> uh, mate. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, but, um mate, yeah, and you just said to me, you fancy the Gold Coast? I just said, yeah, I love it. Like, because I've been here on holiday, mm-hmm. you know? It's flipping and then, beautiful. It, oh, Gold mate. <sighs> oh, there's three years of my life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out looking standard. out that window thinking I'm there now. The yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate.
1: I'm just thinking exactly back to when I went. I couldn't believe how nice it was. Yeah. Honestly. It
0: was lovely. Like so yeah, so I had a deal at Parramatta for a two year extension. And they told me someone was gonna retire. I'm not I won't say his name. And they said, right, he's gonna retire, so then it's all sweet, blah blah blah. So I went up to my teammate, I went, You retire? And he went, No, I just found a two year deal. And I was fuming. Wow, yeah. I went, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. Mm. That was me when I was young, you know, because mm. like I, I, really, I, I really, I really, how do I really, how do I say this? I really live by loyalty and respect, right? Mm. I try to anyway, as, as, as much as I can. These days, loyalties hard to come by, you know, in people, mm. you know, in life and, and respectful. I think you should always have respect for everyone, but unfortunately these days, you know, it's changed, but... They were the two things that my dad used to drum into me. Like, I got them to do there. And he always used to say that about me. And when they done that, I just thought, they let me down. So I went and signed. Started meeting. They flew me up to Goldie. They showed me around. And I was like, like, you know, it's like beaches, girls, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's, um, and it was... No out the competition for ten years, so we're all coming straight in. But they signed big names like Scott Prince, Luke Bailey, Anthony Frankie, mm. Preston Campbell, Matt Rogers, mate. Had some superstars. Yeah. Then there's the old frog. <laughs> <laughs> the menace. You know what I mean? But we had a great that first year was like we st- we started we started well, really well. We had uh, Billy Johnson as a Richie Mothers. Oh, yeah, Richie went over to. Richie Nathas, an others, yeah. was with us, right? <laughs> uh, he signed. He was hilarious because we both had knee ops at that stage. So when you're injured, Billy Johnson's old school conditioner, all you done was ride, swim, ride, swim, mm. nothing else. Mm. Oh, and weights, obviously, yeah. every day. But it's shown on Sundays, so you don't go out Saturdays like that in pre-season. Yeah. And one day I went out. I'll never forget. I went to this bar called Altos and you I had a drink and then come in Sunday and we're doing a session and I needed a spew. He went, spew on yourself. I just went, He went, hey, Mr. Altos. He knew straight away. He knew everyone. I didn't know he knew everyone on the Gold Coast. He knew everyone. So here I am thinking I'm getting away with. You think he wanted to make you spew then? Yeah. Oh, mate. I just was, he just said, spew on yourself. Some <laughs> blood, and he's making me do me set. Flipping, it was it. just great. And then look back at that, like Billy shaped me a lot. You know, he toughened a lot of young kids up. Yeah. You know, he bring that old school mentality, trying to break you. You know, yeah. some people got broken. You know, mm. you like, need you need that sort of you, test. You though, do, don't you? you do, yeah. especially as a as a new team. So we couldn't come in and just Super the safe. laugh had stopped. Mm. Or, because we're on the Gold Coast, it's lovely to live yeah, and, yeah. and you get one team, one town. They build, they're built, building a new stadium. There's a lot of hype, you know? Mm. So, they had to buy some big names and they did. They went out. I remember they flew Jonah Lomu over <laughs> and, and I thought I got to sign him. Like, it was, it was crazy. was your spot. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been, yeah. I would have won the bench for him any <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, my three years at Gold Coast was, was great. Definitely, definitely had a good time off the pitch. Yeah, but I, you know what? I play. I played some decent rugby. My first year, I got caught up for Prime Minister's 13, which is like when you when you don't make the eight, they they you, they pick an Australian team. Yeah. So out of the losers, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. So I got picked on that. Went to Papua New Guinea, and uh, obviously Paulie Eights on. I knew him from Pembroke as a kid you know like he was mm. there and I was a parent. yeah so we went to Papua New Guinea and and that really sh- man opened my eyes up I yeah. don't know if he'd been there no mate I'm not. it's a they love their rugby Billy. man oh I remember I remember um Sam Friday's passport was out of date so he walked up to the gate and i are like it's out of date and then I don't know who it was the manager the manager ranks the the Prime Minister and he said, Yeah, just let him on the plane. <laughs> like, it was like you know what, <laughs> what mean? I mean? It was like Yeah, South Florida, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> let him let him on, you know what I mean? So just like so we played over there and just opened up my eyes to like obviously how privileged I was. And then my second year I played City Country. I had a decent year there. My second year was probably my best year, two thousand and eight. And then um two thousand nine, that's when I sort of got I got off the deal a four year extension going into the 2009 season. But I just thought I needed a change. I was sort of, oh, how do I say this? I felt like if I kept, if I, if I would have stayed there, I could I would have been playing reserve grade. Mm. I had, I had my mind elsewhere. But the best decision I made was to, to come here.
1: When I started Mentality 5 years ago, I was committed to creating a hub that would offer the knowledge and experiences to allow all of us to go beyond the stigma that cripples many men into a life lacking fulfilment. It would be a lie to say that I knew the impact Mentality would be having on people's lives, but we are. And it blows me away when someone gets in touch to share with us how we've helped them. So today's podcast sponsor is mentality counseling and i want to share with you a testimony from a guy who went from listening to this exact pod to making the important step to start counseling just wait until you hear what he has to say about his experience if you are someone who this resonates with and you are ready to get the help that you deserve head to our website right now and get in touch with john I found it almost impossible to share my feelings and emotions with others. This was evident in our first few sessions. John was patient with me, providing support and guidance, but also gave me the necessary push when I needed it. Our sessions have changed my life. I now use my feelings and emotions to my advantage, rather than letting them control my life. John has given me the tools to continue to improve outside of our session, and I am so much happier now. What, what was the what was a turning point for you to to like So you've gone through power, you've gone through Gold Coast, you've you've had these experiences. You offer you've been offered a deal, a good deal, yeah. at Gold Coast. Like, what was the turning point? Why did you think you need to change or you need to get out of Gold Coast?
0: Winning yeah winning so I played five years in RL I played one semi-final in five years yeah and I don't know about you but I do know about you you're a winner I'm a winner you want to win so when opportunity popped up well there was a couple opportunities and I just remember Danby Dearest ringing my phone was ringing I was in a nightclub called platinum in Gold Coast my phone's ringing good night yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always good night platinum. <laughs> just picked up my phone. He's like, hey, mate, it's uh, Danny Badiris. I'm like, what? So I ran upstairs because it's like downstairs. And he just spoke about leads and that. Mate, like, he just sold it to me. Mm. And then uh, I spoke with Gary. Spoke with Gary first, sorry. Talked about a few things. And I and obviously the contract, I couldn't work it out with pounds. And, mm. you know, it was a bit hard to work out. I, I'm no mathematically yeah, right? yeah, yeah so like we had to sit down with me and and sort of put these deals on the table and but he was telling me Leeds are the club so when benji rang me my mum was made up then i went right and then Leeds would come off the back of two grand final wins and then they won three they won three in a row mm. i thought you know what i want to be part of that group I'll never forget this, right? It sticks in my mind to today. This is one thing I can remember. Um, you know that old uh, Colin used to cook us food up yeah. in the the old spot we used to eat on the other side of the uh, offices up the top there. Yeah. Like first bloke over to me was like Kev, JP, Rob Burrow, Den Maguire. I met Magsy actually through mothers. Yeah. Um, when he when he come over to visit him on the goalie but mate like I'm looking at these guys they're like legends of mm. the game you know what I mean they're coming up to me like welcome to the league welcome you mm. know I was blown away and then I I knew straight away I remember my dad that night I remember so after training when I went dad he wouldn't believe it and then I knew straight away it clicked this is me now this mm. is my club mm. I know it sounds stupid and People might not believe me, but that day and and what Kev and those other leaders just done to welcome me with open arms and just and just I just slotted into a system. Did you did you need that shift in culture? Or yeah, shift I in, did. Like, environment. Yeah, I needed the culture that Leeds had, especially when Matt come. Mm. Uh, I don't need a pat on the back. I need to kick up the ass mm. me as a player. Mm. But yeah, I needed it and it changed my mentality, what I was doing outside rugby league or all sorts of stuff, man. I took it a lot more serious. Because mm. I knew when I come to Leeds, I've got to buy into Leeds. If you don't buy in, you're in import, you're out the door really. But my first year I played center again and I wanted to play in the back row then. I remember I was back home in Australia and Mac rang me and said, I'm gonna play in the back row. But I was, I was chuffed a bitch, you know. Mm. So I come back early to start training with the kids, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, started yeah. a bit earlier. Yeah. So I was buzzing, I flew back early, and then, you know what, I just... My first year was a bit up and down, you know, with uh, Bluey, you know, in the centres and that. And I was still unsure, you know. And then I had a mate move over with me f- from Australia, Sly. He <laughs> oh, came over, a yeah, little, little yeah. Sly, so... Yeah he came come over, which was good for me because I was on my own. I had a missus and but I didn't bring her over. Mm. So I thought, I'll come over here and settle first, because mm. she might not like she might not have liked it. She mm. was a beach girl, mm. so there's no beach here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man. It was cool. round down round Lake when we go to the beach. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but I just knew straight away how to buy into the culture, the way the boys led the training. It was just totally different. Not just dis- being disrespectful to Gold Coast or Palermo, but the way, my first day just blew, blew me away, man. And I thought, man, this is my home. Mm-hmm. And then 12 years later, I'm still sat here. Gary's kept me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Still but, in Leeds, mate, but you
1: were gonna be, you weren't far off from being the first Aussie to get a testimonial
0: with one English club, were you? Yeah, so, mate, I'll go back a little bit, mate. Because obviously, I, like yourself, I had a lot of injuries. By two sixteen, I think I had five knee-ups on the one knee. My dad said, retire. You need to retire. You're not the player you were. I was like, fuck off, dad. I want mm. this testimonial. I want to be the first Aussie to get a testimonial for an English club. Mm. That was my goal. So I had tunnel vision. And I didn't care about anything else. All my focus was on... I want to get this testimonial. I want to be the first Aussie to get it. Yeah, I won grand finals, challenge cups, world cup challenges. Love everything, right? But I wanted to be the first Aussie to get this, mm. and I didn't get it. <laughs> Fuck. But Just
1: Everything what? happens for a reason, mate. How did you develop into a the player that you were? Because obviously, I grew up watching all of the people I play with, like you say, those leaders, and play my own game, and then. I remember like walking into like a unit or a team where everyone's mindset were just literally focused on all the hard work that you had to do. Yeah. Like whenever it's training, like whenever it's extra training, you'd be the odd one out if you weren't doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's almost like, I mean, Brian Mark he's, he's an ex-boxer, he's an ex-marine and he was our head coach, wasn't he? Yeah. When I look at you and I talk to you and I played with you and there were a few others We'd we'd sort of put this mindset on, or we'd adopt this mindset. I mean, you say win at all costs, but I think we took the piss a bit. I think we went even further than that. Do you know what I mean? The way that we put our body online, the way that we'd like
0: play for it, chase tackles. Yeah. Like, I had no respect for my body. Yeah. (laughs) Which sounds completely ridiculous, but. When I was honestly playing, when I stepped over that white line and put that jersey on, I knew me last few years, my legs were gone. I mm. should have retired a couple of years earlier. Like I said, my dad told me, son, <laughs> so i to hang up. Yeah. But I wanted that testimony. But anyway, once you cross that line, I didn't care about anything. Mm. Mate, my body, I didn't give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's like yourself. Yeah. You're much like that. But my strength as a player was just working hard, doing mm. all the, the the grubby stuff, you know, market tackles, just working hard, pushing, talking, controlling the middle, controlling our edge. But um, like
1: once once you see that, and once you do it, and then you see the result that the team get, and you see like how much you win a game, and, and those things you do win games on. Yeah, you yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, you just like for me after I couldn't. I couldn't go into a game and take it easier I couldn't I couldn't ever go into a game and be like just dip your towel in yeah no. and I had to like you say like cross that white line I go alright it's time not to care yeah. about my body it's time not to care yeah. about and, yeah. and this is when we were talking about earlier the concussion stuff I fall into that now yeah. and it, it might be like just trying to do
0: weights so yeah. I'm, try- I'm in it and I'm like well I'm on now I'm yeah. doing it I think that has has a lot to do with obviously how you played rugby because we haven't had didn't care about our bodies or whatever. I think that still drags on now with yeah. our, our heads. Yeah. Like you said, you get a bit excited and yeah. go faster, yeah. but then you, you're on your ass again. You you still know? overdo it. But yeah, but you just think, yeah, but talking about the club, it's changed my life. I, I, I don't know where that Brett Delaney would have been if I didn't sign at Leeds Rhinos. Mm. I'm just being honest. Mm. I don't know. I don't know where I would have been. Honestly, if I didn't sign at Leeds, I don't know which direction Brett Delaney would have taken. You needed somewhere to put your energy into it, yeah. in a good way. And that's that's what, when I come into Leeds, it was a structure. It was a, there was that many leaders there, like I just mentioned earlier. Mm. And you just slide in. Mm. You just slot in, right? If you don't slot in, you're out. Mm. So you got to slot in. you got to buy in. Yeah so i needed that i needed that structure i needed a buy-in i needed we had so many leaders man that i just could look around and think he's got my back you know he's got me i used to go in the game so confident i know it sounds big-headed but i Mm. don't care Mm. and like i say about my body i don't care when i cross that line i'm gonna try and whack you as hard as i can or run over you Mm. and do i don't care if I'd break and my bone or yeah, me knees go, or my shoulder, or my th- head. I think just it's an
1: it's hard to get it across, but I think we'd always when we're playing, we're always trying to get that extra inch What's or move up an extra inch. And when people are attacking, or you know that they're attacking you, that was one of our things was to like be up it be up in the face yeah. more than they used to, yeah. or like take the space away. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, and, like, and like say, marker tackles, like yeah. yeah, we're pressing on them and like you've got f- people flying at you under a mile an hour. If you're an attacker and you've got someone flying at you yeah. from side and a mile an hour and you've got someone coming right in front of you, it puts them off. Exactly. It, and well, it takes their the takes the meters away. And yeah.
0: like I can imagine being a seven or a six mm. and when Matt came up with that system, I remember we come in and we doing all that mapping. Yeah. Thinking, well, what, what are we doing this <laughs> what for? We're, doing? What? we're running we're, we're, thousands. We're, we're running like to ten over the 20, yeah. 50. Like, oh, yeah. we're going everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm thinking, what? Where, where, where <laughs> are we? Well, like, obviously it was preseason, so I'm thinking, yeah, uh, come on. Obviously Max got an idea, but yeah. we didn't know what it was. But that was it. Put that that, that, that. that was every game. Yeah, that was yeah. every game. And that's how we defended. Yeah. Right. And that's when you could see people that, uh, I won't mention names, but some people come in, couldn't do that. Mm. So they, had it, they yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately left. But it was you mean, a hard. When you, when you played in the forwards, especially that time, was, you had to work hard, right? <sighs> Jesus. Them line yeah. speeds, right? Press. I the, think that's why we had some
1: games where we were just literally fucked. We might have two big games on bounce. Yeah. we do that game plan. And then the third one, we'll be doing the same game plan. we would be doing it, but it won't be with as much strength. Nah. Do you know? Like yeah. and substance behind it. And we'd get, we'd get beat or yeah. sometimes we'd get turned over. I think for anyone that were coming into the team, they had to go, what the fucking hell is
0: going on here exactly. in defence? Yeah. And then you had to slide, like you say, you had to slide. Yeah, and even Trannan, I remember like Jamesy, he's my dad's favourite player, he's Jamie Jones. Mm. And mate, he's an unbelievable person. I can't say enough words of what Jonesy does for the club, the community, ch- church, mate. He's the most busiest person <laughs> yeah. I've ever met in my life. But it'll take time to talk to anyone. He's my, fa- my dad's favourite player. And the work ethic and the story I heard about James when he was younger and he had come through all them injuries and mm. then to play 20 years, man. I know, mate. You can't beat that. Mm. And then, But that's the mentality. you got to have no At Leeds, you got you got to have that. you got to have that in you. Mm. I ain't got that in you. And I, yeah, you, you, know you, know you stop You stop doing it.
1: You're like, well, well what do I sacrifice now? Sometimes you, you say, yeah. oh, fuck it. You're so used to on a friday or whatever like yeah and you'd give everything and i could respect that you're flipping giving everything yeah. do you know what i mean and yeah even if you had to miss a few weeks or whatever it's mm-hmm. like well you're tipping in for tea. exactly
0: like if that's what i mean if if you it, for instance if we had a few injuries but you think i'll get through this game but i might mm. miss a month yeah yeah, yeah. you go there or yeah. you'd have a fitness test the day of the game mm. right I, i'm there you'd put a needle in me or yeah no it's not should be probably talking about but that's the truth. And if mm-hmm. if people like I seen a tweet, I think it came from, from Lunty the other day, like a couple of weeks ago. I remember um, he said if I think it was Lunty, or someone anyway, put a tweet out and said if the spectators seen what was under the jerseys and we just walked out in our jocks, yeah, yeah. they'd realise strapping strapping. The jabs. The, the jabs. Even midweek, getting fluid taken out of my knee for the last bloody year, you know, it's like... Been there, what, Mentally, the last two years, mentally was was, was tough. Mm. And that's when I knew I wasn't that player, you know. Yeah. But you had to tell me. I was too stubborn, man.
1: Mm. You Because that's what you're saying, like you're used to just doing it, doing it, sacrificing, mm. doing it again, being injured coming back how many I don't know how many comebacks I made. Flipping heck. I think people got sick of it in the end, but you just because you're just so hundred percent, you're more like the the short bursts rather than the steady, slow, long marathon sort of type
0: player. But then you didn't think of of next week. It was about this weekend Mm. with all that. Yeah. Like you're saying, putting your body on the line knowing that I might not get through this game, mm. but yeah. I'll have a crack anyway. Someone James Graham said, and it, like, it's, it's,
1: it's sort of coming to my head a bit and I sort of resonated with it, but he was saying, like, he would be, like, Rugby League was a be-all and end-all for him. Mm. And he'd say, like, he'd be ready to die playing. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking I like, you talk about that white line, you go across that white line, I'm like, I think I will. I, I, yeah. were, I were ready to take on whatever came. As soon as I'd cross a white line and yeah. come out of the change rooms, you've got to, you, yeah. you've got the nerves, you've got the anxiety, you've got the people that you're gonna be bashing in two, three, four minutes.
0: Yeah, and you've got your teammates beside mm. you knowing that they're gonna do, do the same. Exactly, you yeah. Know? And that's why I think we done that because mm. you know the bloke next show would do the same thing. i mm. would sacrifice. Mm. Everyone on that team was selfless. You know, I mean, by yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the team comes first, but mate, I remember when I I, I compound fractured me thumb, so like my thumb was over here, and the bone was out there, and Andy Barker on the field, I'm like, snap it back into place, get it, but my bone was hanging out. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm just saying to him, get it in there, mm. and obviously you can't just snap. Mate, my thumb was over there, <laughs> and there was like a chicken bone that was hanging out here. And I'm like, oh. And then I remember I tried to play the next week. So I went in the hospital. So they had to brush me hospital because you've got to put it in quickly. Otherwise, I don't know what happens. Yeah. You'd chop it off maybe. So it took them two hours to get it in, back into place. And then all they'd done was put a little, like the scars there, you can see it. All they'd done was put this little like bandage on it. So I'm like, I've got this compound fracture. I said... And I I remember, I I rang Mac, I said, I reckon I can play next week, (laughs) Uh, right? (laughs) This how, you know, me thought thought process was, you know? So we made a guard up at that stage, because I'd just done it, it was still so swollen. And we tried that week, but I only missed a week Mm. and played with that guard on, that was 2012, mate. We won that grand final. You'll see me. I had, I had to wear a plastic thumb guard mm. for the rest of the season because it was so loose. <laughs> you don't feel it the long way. No, when you, go you, and don't, play, you don't even flipping. I about didn't it, care, yeah. man. As soon as I, mate, in, I had goosebumps talking about stuff like this. Like this is great for me because I've had a rough seven months. I've barely seen anyone. Mm. Catching up with you, a teammate that I've I've, I've spilt blood with. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. what we'll say and. and it's been great. Taught me a lot. Come on, because I would never done this. So I'm quite a personal. I don't know. Keep you know be personal. I keep, keep to myself a lot. Like I'm not really out there. Yeah, I yeah. didn't do a lot of interviews. So I always just refused. And I didn't. I don't like that. That mm-hmm. wasn't me. Not being arrogant. But I just wanted to get on. I just want to play rugby, man. Mm-hmm. I want to get on, do my job, get off, recover, go again the next week. Yeah. Just like. Looked at it like as a job, right? But it wasn't a job for me because I loved it that much. And then b- the back end of my career, it was just it was more mentally harder I than physically. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I was thinking about right when you start thinking about, am I going to get through this training session? You know, you, you can't have them doubts when you play rugby league. Mm. I remember I had it one one game, one training session. Sorry. I just went home. I, th- I said to Lonnie, "Just leave me alone." I went for a drive, so I went drove to Menci- uh, Liverpool and back. I just said I just went to this beach I don't know in Liverpool somewhere. And I just was there, just sat there thinking, "What are you doing?" Like, you can't be thinking like that. This is like a couple of days out from a game. I'm thinking, "Oh, you know, where's where's the old frog?" You know what I mean?
1: What were you sort of thinking about where you were at that point?
0: Yeah, like playing? like well, what are my teammates thinking? Because all I care about, all I all I care about, no disrespect to the fans, was respect from my teammates and my coach, right? Mm. If I've got that, I'm doing my job. And the species, you know, and I, and I had a song, and I loved it. Yeah. And like Leeds embraced me, and I can't thank them enough. And my song, I love it. That, like, used to... You know, the, the, I remember the first time I got sung, I, I didn't understand it. Because it was, like... I remember someone... I, I forget who told me
1: sing the words. It, it for us. I'm not going <laughs> to sing.
0: Please. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Duh no, but, like, honestly, mate, for a kid from Mayla Park and for this, this club... it was it. He's from Australia. He's going to fucking murder you. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... To to be embraced like that is meant the world to me. You know. Then I thought, I owe them, a hundred percent, hundred. They don't know I'm getting jabbed up or my knees mm-hmm. are strapped up or whatever. They don't mm-hmm. know that, right? But I still got to play to that level. Yeah. I have no disregard for my body, basically. But towards the end, it's got too much, and then obviously my eye. I was probably a bush in the disguise, you know, because I wasn't playing good footy, mm. rugby, sorry. And uh, it was quite hard, like, it was it was supposed to be a straight, so basically fractured my eye socket, broke my nose and cheekbone. So it was all, like, plate and screws in there. So they told me to, like, I had to wait for Swan to go down. But I knew, I knew, you know, it's weird, it was when Kev, Kev's first, first year taking over the first game taking over That oh. Cass I knew that was me done yeah. I just I walked off right I, I, me eye was burning felt like me eye was popping out mm. it was sort of was it was weird and I, remember I looked at James here he's like look to me like, like, <laughs> you're eye. and I just, just I remember I pulled the rag down I thought that's me done so I I I sort of knew then my career was over, because I thought, this ain't right this eye It was just, I just, I I don't know. You just have like a, I just had this feeling. So I just walked off, and I was content then. Then the surgery come, and they're telling me, it'll be seven weeks, and then, you know, you'll be right. You might have a bit of blood vision. That turned into like six months, and now it's life. Mm. So I seen loads of specialists. Leeds done their best to try and get me back and all that, but unfortunately the nerve in my eyes dead. That's the one that pulls it down. So when I look down, it's all blurry. Like when I glance down like that, like my hands are all. Well, I've got three watches. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So. You can't play rugby like that man. i can't see anyone in here you know come and blindside me so yeah, yeah. i bet that was it and what i struggled with was it got taken away from me mm. i didn't get the finish on my terms and that hurt me broke my heart i'm over it now but uh mate the, the six months after i can't even tell you what i was doing mm. i can't remember I can't remember the conversation. Like, Gary came over, obviously, and was obviously worried because I had to retire. Because I went in the room and he basically said to me, you need to retire, you're going to lose your eye. He said it that bluntly. It was just a doc. Yeah, the specialist. specialist. So so I was seeing other different specialists and whatnot, and he just sat across from me and and said, I'm just going to say how it is because I know you've been... You because they all mm. they must know each other or what, he must have spoke to whatever specialist no specialist yeah mm. so he basically said look i'm just gonna put it straight to you you need to retire or you'll lose mm. your eye and i just sat back and went but the 24 year old 25 year old brett delaney would have went Fuck it yeah i'll lose my eye yeah. but i was 33 then my knees were knackered, both knees. When I'd done them both MCLs, when I had them forest <laughs> two, gum, braces. There were two <laughs> knee braces on, They were 98% torn, both of them. So they were just hanging on. If they, if they were, they snapped, that was my career done then. So that was in a year earlier. Mm. So like, I can remember coming back and I was strapping both knees like you know, me, always had my shoulder done because me my AC That's joint. True, yeah would bloody always cut me of a, you know, like you, bandage around the head, like put me head in the wrong place, Of You know, a split eyebrow or something, like from an elbow or, you know, you catch someone else. Kylie used to give me a couple mm. over the top yeah, with his yeah, head. he yeah, just yeah, black, yeah and then next thing you, you're over <sighs> like that. Kylie. But, mate, yeah, that... um. Now I forget when I was on
1: the bed again so. Yeah. Well what were it like then? So retirement, how was that being for
0: you? Like I said, the first the first six months, whew, mate, it broke me heart. It just it just ripped me heart apart. Cause it was I love the club. I love the club so much. The people, everyone involved around the club, but they made me feel so welcome. They're like my second family, you know. And um, to get something taken from you when you want to end on your terms, mm. it's a lot harder to take, like yourself.
1: Happens in a flash,
0: doesn't it? Yeah, mate. But it just happened, like, he was so blunt with it. And I can't remember driving home. I think Lottie was actually with me when he when I, when I he said it. Because mm. I can't remember Gary being at my house. But he came for a cup of tea and then checked on me and stuff like mm. that. But I can't remember that because I was obviously caught up in this land where I've just had my heart ripped out of me, you know. But the best thing about that was the club. Leeds Rhinos Club is something special, mate. I can't thank them enough for what they've done for me, you know, especially when my dad got sick as well. Mac was really good with me, you know. A lot of stuff going on back home. But he's alright now, my dad. So I'm more settled, you know. But there was half a year there where he, there was a lot of stuff going on back home, and I was. But Mac was always good with me, and that, and and that's what brought the best out of me. For Mac, was he, he understood me? But yeah, man, I can't thank the club enough. The transition, obviously, I wanted to give back to the club, in some way. I thought I, I owed him. I, I give. I give him nine years of service but I think I want more. I think I can give them more as a player, former player. You know, I can't speak high enough of a club and you probably laugh at this, but like, I could never think I'd be a coach. So I had six months off, sort of like, didn't watch rugby, worked at Foundation, even the prisons, loved doing that stuff, right? Mm. Helping youth out, trying to turn kids away from where I was sort of, the direction I was going. Love doing that stuff. I get a kick out of that, man. And it, and it keeps me out in the game, it keeps me grounded. Mm. And uh, I just said to Kev, man, if, like, is there any chance I could come out, volunteer or, you know? Mm. And uh, he said, I'll get back to you, and know, basically. And then it happened. And uh, Mark Butter or Butts, you know, Butts, Butts, Yeah, yeah, Mate, can't thank him enough. He's, he's taken me under the wing under his wing, sorry. And he's taught me a lot. I, I view the game so different now as mm. I'm, I'm no super coach, but I view the game different now. I view yeah. the game so different as, because I'm coaching now as when I played. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's weird. And I, I like, when I played, I hated watching rugby. Mm. I'd always watch who I'm up against. Who's my back rower? You just need to switch off, though, little don't you, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'd, me, I'd always, I had friends outside around me. Mm. So, I used to knock about with so I could get away from it easy. But, mm. but I always did my own work on who was I against, what shapes do they throw. I'd done all that. But then, once I left, trading, I'm out. I'm, and that was how my circuit worked. Because mm. if I got overloaded, whew, I'd, I'd go the way, you know. And I put men men, Gold Coast, kind of clamped down on me a lot. Yeah. And it made me worse. Yeah, yeah. Made me rebel, so they, they bucked off again. And yeah, but made um. Well, I love my job at the foundation. You know, working with some schools, doing some resilience programs, RFL supporting it. So it's great. And then I'm doing the coaching, man. I've I've been uh like it's funny um. I remember Jack Sinfield as a kid, the, mm. you know, running around at Longbar, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm coaching him, you know, yeah. not my sister coach, obviously, no. not Eve coach, but I'm part of the coaching group. It's crazy. You think it's a few years, but life it's like that, it's you know what I mean? And that's why I think you've got to cherish. I, I try and, when I speak to young lads, I can mentor a couple of boys Morgan Gannon and uh, Liv Edwards, and Geno's been awesome, mm. he's played the last two games, but I do a little bit with them, just try and help them out positionally and stuff like that, because they come through the scholarship system and you know I latched onto them. And, yeah, and you're helping younger lads, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, so, and I get a kick out of it, and that, and, that, and that gets me as close as I can to that feeling of putting that jersey on, is helping a kid develop and see him play first grade. So. Morgan Gannon played two weeks ago. I was like proud dad. I was buzzing for him, you know what I mean? I just thought he's seventeen year old and he's a great kid. You can't speak higher. It reminds me a lot about you. (laughs) The way you were so mature when you come into the team. Like you were a kid, man. Yeah, I know. But you had an old head on your shoulders. Gannon's got that as well, you know. Mm. He's he's a very bright kid like yourself so he's still at school Levi he's a good kid it's the best thing to do mate to stay at, to
1: do as much school as you can I mean yeah. I've seen it a flipping you know I'm, I'm what I'm 27 just turned 27 and the career that I had has gone do you know what yeah. I mean and it's, it's a lot earlier but you know this is in, in practice mentality is probably a culmination of everything when I was growing up you know 17 yeah, 18 yeah, like yeah. doing stuff at school being able to and do that journalism stuff like this and it's a big message it's a big mm-hmm. message for youngsters because I think you're so focused mate you got blinkers on when you're a young lad and you're like I'm going to play I'm going to do anything possible to allow me to play I'm going to actually like I'm going to go through anything to get on the pitch yeah. to play on the pitch and I'll go through anything on the pitch but I think you need something else don't you yeah because definitely. we know we know that it's yeah. it,
0: it goes like yeah like that I'll ask you the question. You've been, you've had the same thing like me. Take it away. Yeah. But at a lot younger age. Yeah. And I was thirty three. You're twenty seven. 27. Yeah. So how 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 have you? Fuck we're old now aren't we all <laughs> <getting old> <laughs> You know what? So I tell that story. I about, remember when I were eighteen way, and
1: you were flipping what twenty
0: four. Yeah. well that's you and Singo and like. Yeah. I remember he came come in and he had, that body, had this thing on his elbow. single. You know. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget like Cam Smith when he was like, he broke his leg and he was... <laughs> but I'll never forget that story when we go going to Wembley and you and your twin under pitches. Yeah. When you'd finish your A-levels. And we're off okay. to Wembley to play a cup yeah, final. I know, man. And you were like a kid, you know what I mean? But then it's like, here we are sitting here Hello. today. I know. We're both retired. Every there's a lot that's gone on since then. I know, the- oh, mate. Like I said, I can't remember those special moments that, that only we know, that I bubble know, know. we speak about now, and that's what uh, that's what kills me now. Good moments, man. Yeah, I, I I got upset, you know, the other week. I I was talking to Sarah Taylor, me fav. I call me fav because always going, always going there and yeah. say hello to her and i just just sailor and walk around saying everyone, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. floating about. But yeah, it just got me upset because I told her about that. And I held that in. Because you you, you're forgetting it, you're forgetting those you, moments. Yeah, so I, I held it in because I was alone. Mm. I wasn't telling anyone, I, I couldn't remember anything. Mm. It's the first person I told, to mm. tell Lottie. Because I'm still worried about Lottie's recovery, getting yeah. a head brace. Mm. If it didn't heal, She had surgery. She might not be allowed to drive again. She's only 30-odd. That's life-changing. So, like, Sarah was the first person I spoke to about my memory loss. To that extent, they they knew I'd forget things. Mm. But, like, them special memories hurt me the most because I can't remember that moment or that speech or when someone stood up and Mm. said something. Yeah, yeah. you know we had the moments like, I think I'm with you, mate I yeah, think I'm with you yeah but these
1: help mate these chats help yeah they do they, mate like, like
0: you're, you're doing a great thing you have been for years mate like mm-hmm. mentality I would never have done this two years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. but like now I sit back and since that accident mate it's changed a lot of my life it's Maybe changed it my, my outlook on life that makes more yeah, sense, yeah, right? Yeah. Big time, man. I think about things a lot more now, and I think right. Just I just cherish. I'm here. I got a job. Mm. Got have got a missus that supports me. Has supported me for everything, mm. and I'll be. i un- endeavor to uh to the day I die. You know, mm. I mean, She's she's rode that. That ship, mate, when that ship's been, woo. <laughs> yeah, she's steadied
1: that ship, has not she? Yeah, she has. Yeah. She's
0: been brilliant. But she's been there when I've been there, 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 everywhere, yeah. man. And she hasn't gone anywhere. And the first time for me was to give back to her, you know, it was mm. with with her injury and it was a star, But I'm just, we, we both talk about it like, like a better life, you know? Mm. And uh, I just cherish everything now. Like I used to think what used to drive me or what my goals were, they're different now. Yeah, Fully different, man. I'm right into me coaching now, I love it. Mm. I love seeing kids develop and grow as a, Like, I go on about Gano and I could just see him transitioning and last year's running around, 15 year old turned 16, but yeah, he just turned 17. Mm-hmm. Played first grade. So I'm like nice it's crazy me. seeing the, the two years i spent with him and then boom. But like I used to say to him, you, you don't realize how far you're away, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I'm saying, it can be like that yeah. also. So you gotta cherish every moment. And that's like we spoke about, you don't need to go on that pitch. Yeah. We both would so mm-hmm. Yeah, mate. Couldn't think
1: of a better way to end it, my brother. That's it, brother. That's been class. Thank you, mate. Thank you for that. And thank you, guys. Always.
0: No problem.